Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome into the early line, live right here on Sports Grid on a Wednesday, and not just any Wednesday, but Thanksgiving Eve. I am Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. What's the word, Donnie? It's the best time of the year. Football, friends, and family coming up shortly. But before we do that, Kevin, we got two hours to set the table and maybe an extra serving of some NFL action to talk about today. I'm ready to do it. Let's get after it. There is so much to break down and only so much time to do it. Let's start it off with the 7-7 seven and seven top headlines coming off of yesterday. And it finally, finally happened. The Cincinnati Bearcats crack the top four in the latest college football playoff committee's rankings. Donnie, only four, but that's all you needed to see. The Bearcats inside the most important region of that mix. Get the CLV ready for this one. So we'll see what the odds are reset at the FanDuel Sportsbook to get into the college football playoff. I do have a small ticket here at that plus 350 price. And now you saw Cincinnati. Everything is in their hands here, Kevin. Just continue to win. And it actually looks like things are going to work out for the Bearcats to make it into the college football playoff. We shall see anxiously awaiting reposted make the playoff markets. Need to see that Notre Dame price. How about some more college football news? Apparently, the best thing that ever happened to James Franklin was a bunch of other coaches getting fired. A decade-long extension for James Franklin, Donnie, and the Nittany Lions. Yeah, to, to be a college football agent here and also get your clients paid, that is numero uno because why a tent? a 10-year contract. And my favorite part about those is unless you're fired with cause, that is all your money that's going to hit your bank account if you exit after two or three years if they don't like what you're putting out on the field. Now, question this with Penn State from their perspective. All right. They don't want to lose their head coach. They like what they have here. But Penn State, to me, is on that national picture here. Aren't you worried about winning national championships at this point? I'm not so sure James Franklin does that. I believe 2-13 and 13 against top 10 teams in his tenure at Penn State. If you're looking to go to bowl games and have successful seasons, he is your guy. If you're looking for championships, he's in that high-rent district now, Kevin, and I don't think he's, you know should be getting that much money for the output on the field at this time. I just don't. USC and LSU will certainly need to be looking elsewhere to fill their head coach vacancy. Sticking with the college game, going over to college hoops, number one versus number two. And if UCLA is number two, then the gap is gigantic. The Zags roll this team by 20. That is how much they were up at the half in this game, 83-63. Boy, does this team look good. But they don't play anybody, Kevin. Yeah, they just played the number two mm. team in the country and waxed them. But it's unfair. They played up at the Kennel in Spokane, Washington. It's an unfair advantage. No, they played down at T-Mobile Arena in a neutral court here. And all we heard was revenge, revenge from UCLA. Revenge, nothing. A 20-point mm. win. Gonzaga set to make their plans here, I guess, for another deep run in March. If anything, it would have been Gonzaga who needed revenge because that team got, you know, all preoccupied with a UCLA game and then rolled around and got themselves cracked by Baylor in the national championship game. One more college basketball headline, and I owe this to the Big Ten every single day. I say, hey, look at this Big Ten team that got upset. The Big Ten doing the upset in here. Wisconsin takes down number 12 Houston, 65-63. Way to go, Badgers. It looked like this one was going to be a blowout right at the break. Wisconsin up 40-20 to and a great effort by the Houston Cougars in the second half. 43-25 came up a little bit short. Actually had a three ball, Kevin, in the final minute to make it within two. Just weren't able to get over the hump there. Nice win by the Badgers, though. 
Radio audience is in full effect. Appreciate all those tuned in to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside here going through the top headlines, switching gears over to the NBA and the Lakers. And the Knicks played a good one last night. The Knicks get the job done 106 to 100. This was a 20 point blowout initially. Then Russ charged the Lakers back to tie it up, but they fell out of gas and they fell short here at MSG without LeBron. Yeah, the 9-10 and 10 Lakers overall here, waiting to get LeBron back from his suspension. We'll see what happens there. And also, Kevin, you did bring up a good point here. Russell Westbrook, what a great third-quarter performance to bring the Lakers back from the brink. Just not enough to get over the hump, but also you got, you know, some guys sitting over there at the scorer's table, you know, not getting waved in for an extra minute and a half late in the fourth oh. quarter. Set off some bad vibes here on the show, didn't it? I mean, listen. You need a Julius Randle three-point prop to come down. You need one three. He's out there with nine minutes left in the quarter. They foul Julius Randle. Or they, or they call him for a foul. So he sits on the bench. Tip says, all right, you can come back in with three minutes left. And they're just out there. No no fouls. No stoppage of play. Comes in with a minute left on the clock. Tough scene. What are you going to do? Here's another NBA headline for you. The Detroit Pistons up what felt like a zillion on the Miami Heat. Hardly covered. Only if Isaiah Stewart was out there. Tyler Hero leads the charge off of the bench, Donnie. Another huge scoring performance for the favorite to win the sixth man of the year. 31 in this comeback. Yeah, coming off the bench. I mean, this kid comes off the bench. 33 minutes here, Kevin. Like, hey, he's going to probably, you know, get some shots up. Yeah, he's put 21 shots up, 4 of 8 from three-point range. 31 points on the night, plus 15. A sixth man. I guess he's comfortable out of that role because he plays and gets more shots than anybody Mm. on that team. Good for him. Maybe he fills into that role, and that's what he does. It's tremendous how a lot of people last year tried to say that everything he did in the bubble was a fluke. Where are those tweets? Delete those. Why don't you? They were terrible takes. Also, one of my favorite things in the world is all of the nonsense that comes from the Jets quarterback room. Well, Zach Wilson, Donnie, is back at the starter, and I don't even know if this is by choice here. COVID knocked out the other options. No, exactly. I was like, oh, that's an interesting move. He's finally going to start. And minutes later, you saw the COVID restrictions for the quarterback. I said, ah, that's why he's starting, it looks like, Kevin. Go get him, Zach. The Texans are all yours. Come on back the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back right here on the early line. Let's talk a little bit about that newest unveiling of the College Football Playoff Committee's Top 25. We'll also talk about the big games that will be taking place this weekend that will have big-time ramifications on the unveiling that you'll get the following and the following and the following weeks here. But initially, Donnie, we know the story. Cincinnati makes the top four. Your reactions to seeing the Bearcats now in a spot to likely control their own destiny. I think it was deserved because you take a look at the top four, right? Georgia, obviously we know that. Ohio State, Alabama. The question was... 
who was going to jump Cincinnati if there was a possibility. And I think they were booing Kevin on Saturday, but a really good performance against SMU. A huge blowout win. I believe they were favored just over double digits, 11 and a half, 12 and a half, something in that point range. But they won fairly easily. And this should be the committee's decision here. They should be number four. But I think you know what is interesting as well, as you sort of play off of Cincinnati at that four position, we'll see if maybe Michigan can catch them because they can catch them. But at the same time with them catching them, they're going to knock Ohio State down. So if Michigan wins this weekend against Ohio State, they'll move up into the top four. Ohio State will be back. But I think the one key indicator, Kevin, the one team that I'll be really worried about that could have the possibility of jumping over Cincinnati to get into the college football playoff is somehow if Oklahoma State wins Bedlam this week then also wins the Big Ten Championship Big 12 Championship and then you're saying to yourself at this time now hold on this is a power five conference school with one loss they might be able to jump Cincinnati but to me Kevin the fact that they slated them seventh mm-hmm. as opposed to sixth or fifth that lets you know the committee is saying they're just not there yet. And even if they do win, there's no guarantee that they go from seven into that three or four hole here. So I think this committee's rankings that just came out really big time for the Bearcats to make it into the college football playoff. Yeah, absolutely. I was waiting on the same uh, information from a Notre Dame perspective. Had Oklahoma State jumped in front of them, that would have been basically the, it would have felt like at least the the end of ND's chances to get inside mm-hmm. the top four What's fascinating, though, Donnie, is, of course, Oklahoma, and we'll talk about this game coming up, but Oklahoma State yeah. plays OU, is if OU is too far back here at 10. You know, if OU is able to go out there and win Bedlam this week, which they have done now for, I believe, six years in a row, that changes things here a little bit because that automatically eliminates mm-hmm. your Oklahoma State. And if I'm not mistaken, they would then rematch in the Big 12 championship game where... Is it then, Donnie, going to be enough for Oklahoma if their last two results are beating Oklahoma State twice? It feels like a scenario where they would need to win at least one of the games in blowout fashion. Yeah, I don't think Oklahoma can get up there. And and I'm, I'm reading it to hopefully, because you know me, I like to joke around and say it's like a sitcom when they do the college football playoff show, that there's no moving board here. Because the fact that Oklahoma now sits at 10 overall, you're telling me if they win their next two games, they're going to vault six spots all the way up into the fourth? I don't buy that here. And also keep in mind, you know what else is telling when you try to read some of these rankings that come out? Oklahoma's 10-1. and one, They have one loss. Baylor is ranked two spots ahead of them. Yes, Baylor won, but Baylor has two losses here. So all, they're all basically saying – we don't actually think, even though Oklahoma has the one loss, is even good enough to be as high as Baylor or even over Ole Miss, who's sitting at a 9-2 and two clip here. This is a very good ranking for the Bearcats because you're right. They could have very easily, Kevin said, okay, one loss Oklahoma. Let's rank them right behind Ohio, Oklahoma State. So it'll be 7-8. and eight. So the winner of that game would get vaulted up probably in that 5 or 6 spot. Then if they win the Big Ten Championship and something else goes a little haywire, one of those Big 12 teams is actually going to make it into the college football playoff. It looks like they stack. Staggered at saying basically, hey, Cincinnati, this is yours to lose. Take care of business. You're going to be that four team. Mm-hmm. To me, the Cincinnati news was always going to be the story, but not really in doubt. What I needed to see was what they would do with Ohio State and Alabama. And they jumped the Buckeyes in front of Alabama. And why I believe that is so important now, Donnie, is if Ohio State wins out and the Crimson Tide do upset Georgia in the SEC title game, then I think Ohio State goes to one. And no matter what anybody says, that is an all-important seed, if I'm kind of correct in how this plays out, Donnie, because you're then probably looking at the 2-3 game being a mixture of Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama, where that fourth slot will be occupied by a Cincinnati, a Notre Dame, or maybe even a Big 12 champion there, it feels like Ohio State now is live to end up as the number one team in the country. Yeah, you're right. And that number one team, the number one seed, because typically it's like, hey, just get in the tournament and see what you can do. So whether you see it at one, two, three, or four, it doesn't matter. This year's not the case because you do have that wild card in Cincinnati where they are a good football team. But if you line up, let's just say Georgia stays in that top spot, what are they favored by, Kevin? 
10 and a half, I don't know, 14 and a half in the first round. So then you're taking a look at those two seeds and three seeds really battling the week before. So if you have, per se, Georgia with an easy victory over Cincinnati, they're lying in wait here for two teams that are really going to do battle out of those two and three seeds in the semifinal. So winning that number one overall seed, typically in the past, like, hey, you're going to get a good football team no matter what. This year, it seems like it's the utmost importance to stay in that number one spot because you would have an easier time just making it to the college football championship game itself. Let's talk a little bit about the games that will shift this all around because the one team that we're not talking a lot about is Michigan. But we know that Michigan has to beat Ohio State this week, and that is a difficult task for a team playing as well as anyone in the conference. Michigan, though, does host this game, Donnie. They do so, though, as an 8.5-point underdog. The total, 64.5. Can the Wolverines pull the upset? It's a, it'll be an interesting one. I did uh, in-game, or excuse me, um, uh, game time decisions yesterday with Gabe and Cam, and this line was nine and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook here as a favorite for Ohio State over Michigan. I said, well, that looks a little bit high, but I said my buy point or price in this game, if I want Michigan, Kevin, is where? That double-digit margin. If it shows up where you're going to give me Notre Dame plus 10 at home, I'm going to take that. Now, not to say that Ohio State steps onto the football field and struggles with Michigan, because I don't think that's going to be the case. Ohio State is really talented, and if Ohio State played Georgia tomorrow, that would be a barn burn. I think Ohio State would be right in that one. So let's try to break down this game and what makes sense here. It's a massive rivalry game, one of the biggest games in college football every single year. Mm -hmm. Each one of the kids from these institutions, this is why they go to Ohio State. This is why they go to Michigan to play the last game of the year against your bitter rival. Now, usually it goes Ohio State's way. We understand that. But also when we are handicapping these games, we're not just picking on the money line. There is a big spread involved here and two really good football teams. So from a perspective, Kevin, that we've talked about so many times, Ohio State, if they win by one point in this game, they're in the college football playoff. If they win by one point in the Big Ten championship game, you feel me on this? So when you're moving mm -hmm. forward, you just have to win. But at the same time, you do want to pound your opponent into submission. Now, my question to you, Kevin, is, you know, as we look Look at these games and try to break these downs and see what actually happens is the win last week for Ohio State over Michigan was eye popping. So you're looking at mm -hmm. that and you can't take game to game and week to week out of the equation. But to me, if Ohio State beat Michigan State by seven points, Kevin, I'm looking at this game as maybe a touchdown, if that, as a favor towards the mm -hmm. road team, Ohio State. The fact that they obliterated Michigan State, if you're looking to back Michigan with the eyeball test, oh, I don't know about that. But when you really try to break the game down, you might be getting an extra point or two here because of that blowout, which is why I like Michigan. Give me 10 if it gets there, and I will take Michigan in this game. I think it, I think it's fair. You, you know, not only talk about what could have been, right, games against Michigan State. Michigan, if they held on against the Spartans, would have had the Bama special. Go into this game unbeaten, lose competitively, not play the final week of the season, and still get in with one loss. I think that would have been there for Michigan. It's not there anymore. And I know that every year in college football, we change up rosters, and it's never the same team. But these programs, Donnie, have just been on different planets basically since the year 2000, it seems. Since 01, Michigan has won this game just twice it has been ohio state ohio state ohio state and what's so interesting to me is if the michigan offense is for real in this game then i think you get to play an over where you know we're going to talk bedlam in a minute right donnie we're used to that being high 60s 70s 80 points right this might be the game that delivers both teams comfortably cruising into the mid 30s overall and if that's the case it's an over. I have every expectation the Buckeyes will score. We'll see if the Wolverines can do their part. We'll close out the big games from college football, and let's start talking Thanksgiving action. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Closing out college football here. Which, uh, let's hit Bedlam, right? Because obviously, uh, this is such a big, big game. It's an eliminator, first of all. Now, both of these teams maybe can't get there, but whoever loses is absolutely toast. You look at this, right? We just talked Ohio State, Michigan. Ohio State has dominated that series in recent history. The same is true of Oklahoma, though that kind of is just true of throughout the history of this series here. Donnie, six consecutive coming in overall, but... Very rarely do you see OU as the team lower ranked entering this matchup here. And Oklahoma State is home and they're favored and the total is sub 50 points. Yeah, that's crazy, right? 49 and a half years it sits at the FanDuel Sportsbook, which is insanity. That's usually like a first half total in Bedlam where both of these teams race up and down the field. But credit Gundy here for Oklahoma State. I mean, you have an offense that not as explosive as it was in the past, and you flip the switch, and now you're a really good rushing football team and also a very good defensive team. And I have to tell you, usually you would look at this and say, now hold on. It's just Bedlam. Oklahoma usually, you know, runs this series. I'm going to get four and a half. Where do I sign up? Not so fast in this one because when you take a look at both of these teams, Kevin, Oklahoma State's a better football team here. Why? Their offense to me more competent. Their defense a little bit better. They're also at home in this game. But the same things we looked at for Oklahoma over the past couple of years just aren't there. Quality quarterback play enough to win a Heisman. I know you were trying to tell Caleb Williams a couple of weeks ago he was making his run through yeah. the silly season, as I like to say, in the Big 12. And then finally when he had to step up, it just wasn't there. This isn't a fluid offense. This isn't, you know, Jalen Hurts moving up and down the field, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. It's more of a rudimentary passing scheme, which isn't going to get the job done against a very good defense from Oklahoma State. First look at this game, four and a half seems too high, but it's really not. I like Oklahoma State here in Bedlam to win this game, possibly by a touchdown or more, but certainly get the cover for me, Kevin. Look, the Oklahoma State Cowboys at one point were labeled fraudulent by people, and I never understood why. Donnie, they've covered nine consecutive games. They're they the only team who's in this mix who covered in their loss. Now, that says a lot about perception, certainly, but it also says about how this team has performed versus expectations all season long. And I think the difficult thing for Oklahoma, and this is really, to me, where this game being played matters so much, is... On the road, Donnie, has been nightmarish for them. I mean, you think about that first half zero-point performance against Kansas was something. I was like, ah, they just clearly weren't focused. But then you rolled it over. When they went to Baylor, it was an absolute nightmare there as well. I can't believe that I look at this total, I look at these teams, and I still think under in the football game, but I do because I don't know if Oklahoma is going to be able to get you over 21 points, and I think this could still be a competitive game here, 24-21 either direction overall. I I think this is an under kind of football game, which again, when you consider the matchup, the number, it's surprising to say that. Enough time to bring up at least two more games here, Donnie, because it's it's a shame you bring up the Iron Bowl and it has this little of a shine on it. Now, we've seen Bama roll Auburn before, certainly. But not only does Auburn come in, losers of three in a row, their star quarterback, Bo Nix, isn't playing in this game. The result here is, listen, if Bama doesn't win this game, then something went horrifyingly wrong for that team. This is about the cover, the total, and perhaps you were saying, Donnie, being able to put those style points up. 
this might and interest, it's interesting that we bring this up in the way of style points because when you take a look at a rivalry game, usually you get your best punch no matter what. But you're right with what you said here. All, this isn't the same Auburn team coming in saying, hey, we think we can knock this football team off, even being at home. As you see, the 19 and a half, basically a 20-point spread here. So three touchdown favorite Alabama here over Auburn, a 55 and a half. Now, the reason I bring up style points in this game is typically when you have a game, uh, coaches, you know, they like to help the other coach out and don't bat. That's not the case in this, the Iron Bowl. If Alabama can win 75 mm-hmm. to nothing, they will win 75 to nothing. Outside of even if they were unbeaten, they would love to pulverize Auburn because why? The recruiting battles. You want to go to the school over here? We just beat them 45 to nothing in the Iron Bowl. Come to Alabama, we'll beat them every year. You'll have more fun than going to Auburn here. But also, in the case, Kevin, that let's just say Alabama wins this football game big. I'm talking about 30-plus points. They get to the SEC championship game, and they lose 30-29 to to Georgia on a late field goal. They'll have two losses. They can't make the playoff. I hear you on that. But think about if you have some chaos behind the scenes. I don't know. Notre Dame somehow loses to Stanford. Oklahoma wins Bedlam. Oklahoma then loses the Big 12 championship game. You know, the Cincinnati Bearcats get upset in one of their next two games here. That is a valid point Mm -hmm. because then you're starting to bring in teams of one loss and two losses in the SEC. Because if you can match up Alabama and say, now hold on now, they blew out Auburn and they Mm -hmm. barely lost, actually should have beaten Georgia. They might be able to creep back into that four spot, but only if they waste teams like Auburn and really play with Georgia. So style points still are going to matter here, Kevin, late in this college football season. You're absolutely true. And look, I've been consistent about the concept of two-loss Alabama getting in. But to be fair, two-loss Alabama, right, is usually something that you're, you know, talking about unbeaten Ohio State, unbeaten Clemson. The SEC is eliminated. The Pac-12 is eliminated. All of the Big Ten teams already have a loss on their plate. If Notre Dame gets a second loss, see ya, as Donnie mentioned. If Cincinnati gets one loss, two-loss Alabama certainly still would have the shine on them. And also, we talked about... That all-important top spot overall. If Ohio State plays a really tight game against the Michigan and Alabama beats Auburn by 30-plus points, it starts that conversation back up a little bit. And in the same vein, Donnie, maybe no team needs to run it up more than Notre Dame because their final performance of the season comes against Stanford. Notre Dame's coming off a game where they won 55-0, playing a Stanford team that upset Oregon and then has proceeded to lose six in a row and haven't covered in any of those losses. Yeah, we're taking a look at Notre Dame here, right? So last week, wanted to have a little bit of fun on a Saturday. and said, I'm going to play some angles here that weren't inside the number. What I mean by that is what I think is going to happen and what I think the coaching staff like Brian Kelly would be wanting out of this football team. We are outside of the top four. We have two games left against bad football teams. You know, the only way that we can actually get some attention is absolutely run Georgia Tech up the flagpole. Their team total was 37 and a half this past Saturday. I said, let me get on that. Never in my wildest dreams that I think I would have that with plenty of time left in the first half, which is incredible, but I look for more of the same this weekend. Stanford's not a very good football team. It's a 19 and a half point spread. The same thing we just talked about Alabama and Auburn and over under of 53. So whether you're looking at a total for the game itself or just a team total for Notre Dame, Kevin, if they go out to the mm-hmm. West Coast and they beat Stanford 21 to 7, the rest of the committee goes, yeah, I mean, that's what they were supposed to do. They didn't look all that effective. But if they can go out and beat Stanford 42 to 7, 42 to mm-hmm. 3, I mean, I'm just putting up some outlandish numbers because that's the only way they will gain the attention of the committee members saying, hey, remember us since we don't have a conference championship game and we're going to be off technically that final week of the season where everybody's voting. They mm-hmm. have to have a great offensive performance, unload the kitchen sink. So betting with some of these strategies where some of these teams we know have to run it up, they're not baked into the numbers, but you can look outside the box and see, hey, they really have to get after it. Absolutely, absolutely spot on. A real change where Notre Dame usually, when they, they get in, they get in at, they get in at four, whoever is five or six, spends the whole week complaining that it should have been them. If Notre Dame is on the other side of that, it'd be very, very bizarre. Now, let's make the transition over to the Thanksgiving NFL slate here. And before we break down the exact games, we're coming off of talking college football. College football win totals. Don and I talked a lot about this. There was one that we completely agreed on, and it was the Oklahoma State over. Ironically enough, it was, I would say, the best one I know that I certainly had put forward. Well, as we walk into Thanksgiving, Don and I have once again come to partner up here on a win total. 
but in the NFL, an updated number, and it involves maybe Donnie's favorite team, the Detroit Lions. They're going to host the Chicago Bears on Thanksgiving as the tradition continues to stand of them playing in that spot. But before we break down this exact game here, Donnie, you and I are going to make the case that the Detroit Lions win total of one and a half is a play to the under. It is a play to the under. And I was actually surprised it was listed at one and a half. But obviously, they're probably not going to listen at one because there's too many pushes that would go around. But the under being a plus money number of plus 100 was kind of interesting to me. Now, I also came in a couple weeks back and said, I don't think they're going to win a single football game here. Now, they still haven't won a single football game, but I got knocked out because of a tie against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. So you know what I did the very next day? Re-upped my bet where they would finish 0-16-1 during the regular season and then doubled down and said, you know what? They might play a Super Bowl-worthy performance against a Green Bay Packers team that might have the top overall seed locked up by the time they play Detroit, and you can take down a 30-1 to ticket. Now, we're also looking now at the update the numbers for them to get to two wins i don't think that's going to be the case kevin now you can look at their schedule now hold on donnie they should have beaten the baltimore ravens okay they went on the road and had a chance to beat the pittsburgh steelers in overtime i get it did you see them they were close against the cleveland browns well none of those equated to victories so how many times can a bad football team actually be in games where you say how many opportunities do you get to actually win these moving forward I don't see very many wins, if any, are left on their schedule at this point here. So the simple fact is, Kevin, can they mess around and pick up a W? Sure. But they need to mess around, Kevin, and pick up two wins. And when we're talking about Thanksgiving Day football, wasn't this the game that you circled for the Detroit Lions Mm -hmm. at home on a Thursday? Rookie quarterback, bad football team that's going to fire their coach. This is the win they get. Not so fast. The rookie, who was terrible last week, got replaced by Andy Dalton. Now you have a veteran quarterback entering in this game for the Bears. It gets tougher and tougher for the Lions, Kevin. I like where we're going here with this under. Pair all of that. It is even money. This is the only game where they won't be bigger than a field goal underdog, as Donnie is saying. And the last point there on the graphic is maybe the most important point. Have you watched this team? They are this bad. This isn't bad luck. They are this bad. Bad. Under one and a half wins for the Detroit Lions. That case starts with the Chicago Bears game. We break that down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. With overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Let's talk turkey. Lions, bears. The Lions, a three and a half. Oh, no, just the hook is gone now. What do you know about that? A three-point dog at home. This total is 41 and a half. Andy Dalton versus, I believe it's going to be Jared Goff, Donnie, when it's all said and done here. What are we thinking about Detroit and Chicago? 
I got to tell you, I, I love the fact that it looks like, yes, Jared Goff is going to start. So they weighed this and said, we got a kid named Tim Boyle who's clearly not ready to play, but he's got a healthy arm. And we're going to go back to the veteran who doesn't throw the football downfield as is, and now he's trying to come back from an injury that probably will affect his throwing motion. Yeah, sign me up in the Detroit Lions here on Thanksgiving. Not. You're trying to take a look overall at this game and what makes the most sense here. I think Detroit is a really bad football team, and I think their quarterback stinks no matter who they put in the game. Now, the fact of the matter is, this might be interesting if we had Justin Fields on the opposite side. If you're a Bears fan and Bears backer, you're probably saying, hey, let, let the kid play, see what he can do. But the fact that he's injured, which now you know Andy Dalton's going to play a professional. He's been to the playoffs. I mean, heck, this guy took the Bengals to the playoffs multiple times. You saw last week where he comes in ice cold after not playing for a few weeks and getting no reps in practice. Like, man, they have the semblance of an offense right now. So just that fact off the bat that Andy Dalton is the reason why you want to bet the Bears, that tells you how bad the Detroit Lions actually are. But when you take a look at the game mm. overall, these are two really bad defenses, Kevin. 41 and a half as the total in this game. I think the Bears move the football. And also, just by default, Detroit should be able to pick up some first downs and get close to 20 points because this Bears defense is a shell of its former self over the past couple years. This is a really bad football game. But again, it is a national football game on Thanksgiving. We will be watching it. We'll be betting it. And the one thing I don't want any piece of is the Detroit Lions at home on Thanksgiving Day. In terms of who is going to win this game, just talked about that line's under one and a half. I do think the Bears win this game. Could Detroit cover? They could, but I would rather lay those three points here. The Bears have been favored twice this season. They've covered both of those games. When a bad team is a favorite, it is typically for a reason. And Detroit has had two battles now, back-to-back weeks on the road. When you look at, of course, the tie against the Steelers and then that close game against the Cleveland Browns here. As far as this total goes, not only do you get Andy Dalton back, but it is at least for Detroit, Donnie. It's a team they have seen. And they had one of the most ridiculous starts to a game offensively. You will see all year long. When they played the Chicago Bears that first go-around, their first three drives of the game went inside yeah. the Chicago Bears' 10-yard line. And it led to zero points scored in those first three drives. That is absolutely ridiculous. I look at this total, and I think it is a touch too low. I think both of these teams could get to you around that 20-point margin here overall. Look, Andy Dalton came in and threw for 200 yards in the replacement time of a young Justin Fields. Justin Fields, his props were listed at 200. It is a massive, massive difference here, Donnie. And to carry that over... Talking about the key player props here, what jumps out for the early looks in Lions-Bears? Yeah, taking a look at some things, trying to you know equate it to what actually makes some sense. And just about anything works against the Detroit Lions defense. Now, the thing that props into this will be injuries because it looks like Allen Robinson has a practice this week, so he'll be a game-time decision. If he were to play, Kevin, I like his anytime touchdown look at a plus-135 price because, again, Detroit doesn't stop very many things, and now you actually have an active passer in the pocket with Andy Dalton. If he does not play in this game, I think you can switch that over to Daryl Mooney at plus-135 as a chance to get an anytime touchdown here. Also, if we take a look at rushing yards, the best running back, there's actually two really good running backs in this game, Montgomery and also Swift, but the usage rate mm-hmm. on Swift should be a big, should be very high. And what I mean is, you know, you're not going to push the football down the field. If you think this game is going to be close with the odds makers posting at a minus three, which means Detroit is going to be hanging around for most of this game. DeAndre Swift should get a lot of carries. But the one thing that you like about DeAndre Swift that you've watched the past couple weeks, Kevin, it's not so much that he's getting a lot of carries. He has the chance and the ability to break a long run and a long run for a touchdown. So his prop here of over 62 and a half rushing yards makes some sense to me. And then if we flip it back to Andy Dalton, again, going back against a really bad defense. Andy Dalton's going to want to show out a little bit in this game, and hey, it's Thanksgiving Day. Maybe this was one of his last starts of his career that's going to get over 215 and a half yards here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I think he can throw for 230 plus here and take this one home. Not an exciting game per se from an odds perspective or a prop perspective, but I do think there is some money to be made here if you pick the right choices. 
I think both the running backs, as you mentioned, Donnie, jump off of the page here. DeAndre Swift with consecutive 130-plus performances on the ground alone. An explosive home run hitter when you need him to be. David Montgomery saw this defense this year. 23 carries, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. We talk about those game specials. They're not opened up yet, but there are sometimes they combine the two backs for you know 200 yards of offense mm-hmm. and two touchdowns. I'll be invested in a market like that. I think both of these guys could have big days, could get you 100 yards rushing and and get themselves into the end zone here. Those are the guys that I'm going to look to back in this game that opens up the Thanksgiving slate. The middle portion of Thanksgiving, Cowboys, Raiders. You'll find myself and Donnie on in-game live covering this game, so you will not want to miss that. And we're hoping for fireworks. We're hoping it's explosive. We're hoping the game specials can give out. But let's start, Donnie, with the side here. Seven and a half points, Dallas laying to Vegas. Like, usually you would look through the home team again on Thanksgiving because it's still a Thursday game, right? So you're not going to have a lot of uh, – your travel mm-hmm. plans are going to be quick for the Vegas Raiders. not going to have a lot of practice time. But at the same time, when you're looking at it, if I had the Dallas Cowboys of a few weeks ago, I would be more interested in laying the seven and a half. Why is that? Well, you would have a healthy C.D. Lamb who's still in concussion protocol and might not play. You would have a healthy Amari Cooper who's, again, not going to play in this game due to COVID protocols. You would have Zeke Elliott much more healthy as opposed to saying, yeah, hey, I'm getting banged up on my ankle. It's a bone bruise, but I think I'm going to tough it out and make it through. And also, my knee is a little bit banged up as well. So seven and a half doesn't look as appealing. But also, Kevin, it's one of those games we take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook opened up at 54 and a half. You know where it sits today? 50 and a half as a total. And that's a direct correlation to we don't know who's actually going to play or be healthy for the Dallas Cowboys. Because the one thing that we do know, the Vegas Raiders average defense. Okay, it's a little bit above average, but it has a very good pass rush. So if you're telling me we don't have those man beaters on the outside like you would with Amari Cooper and possibly CeeDee Lamb, Maybe the offense is a little more stagnant at this point. So it's a shame because this is one game that we are going to get involved to props for the over, <laughs> not the under. It doesn't look like it's going to be all that well. But then again, yeah. some of the best laid plans that we've had on some of these sensational bets and you know prop bets on the FanDuel Sportsbook saying, how did that one actually lose? Don't be surprised if this mm-hmm. is like, hey, I didn't expect both of these quarterbacks to throw touchdowns in the first half and the second half, but yet here we are. I still think we get some fireworks. It's Thanksgiving Day. It's in Dallas. It's in a dome. I do think some yards will compile mm-hmm. here. So if I'm going to take a look at some prop bets quickly here, you know where I'm going on this one. Every time it comes up with a Vegas Raiders game, I'm always in on Hunter Renfro. Two of these ones. Anytime touchdown for Hunter Renfro in this game at the FanDuel Sportsbook listed at a plus 210 price. And then I'll double down on that and say, let's take a look at his receiving yards here. Over 51 and a half. No reason to believe he can't have five, six catches here for 50-plus yards and a red zone target or two to convert that for a touchdown. That's where I'm looking to go in this game, quite frankly, Kevin, because I don't know who's healthy for the Dallas Cowboys. I have in my notes, in all caps, please don't let this be the worst game. I, that's all <laughs> I am begging. That is all that I am begging here because I think, Donnie, the total dropping makes a lot of sense. We've seen Vegas play three of their four road games towards the under. Dallas has now played four consecutive unders here. But Dallas missing all of those weapons and the way the Vegas offense has been struggling, it does make sense. But four points off of where this was, you're now seeing that number tick down. Perhaps you come back around on a discounted price. As far as the side goes, I think you're looking at a Vegas team now that is being moved off of. I don't think, I think that line is representative of a Las Vegas Raiders squad that lost Henry Ruggs, has lost three games in a row, and people are not willing to back at this point in time. But I do think that that is why you're seeing that shift past the touchdown number here overall. I will say, as much as I am concerned over this game not delivering where the total lines up here, there are a lot of props that jump off of the page to me. Derek Carr over his passing yards prop. This is a guy who has still gone over 263.5 in three of his four road games and is still averaging that over the last three weeks of action here. Michael Gallup's receiving number is 58, and Dalton Schultz's number is in that similar range there. They confirm CD Lamb is out. I think those numbers tick up a bit. And Donnie brings up Hunter Renfro, of course, for Vegas. 
But give me Darren Waller as well. This guy's yardage being under 70 to me is far too low. He's gone over 90 yards in two of his last three games. We'll step back and talk about some of the weekly specials here for this slate. Darren Waller for the most receiving yards on the slate is a very, very legitimate look to me here in Cowboys Raiders. And there's a good weekly specials on both Schultz and Waller to get into the end zone at better than 5-1. to one. That's not a bad look as well. Let's make sure we hit Saints Bills here, Don. We'll have enough time when we close out the hour to get to any other points that we need to hit here. The Saints, a home dog of six points. The total here is 45 and a half. Josh Allen and the lads need a big performance. Yeah, who would have thought Josh Allen would need a dome performance here because somehow the Buffalo Bills aren't built to win in bad weather in Buffalo. They're more of a finesse team, which means he has a howitzer and a cannon of an arm. He can get the ball down 50, 60, 70 yards downfield, and being in a dome I think is going to help them out and also looking for a bounce-back performance. The one thing is, Kevin, it's not so much a buy on the Bills in this game as it is a sell of the New Orleans Saints. They continue to get injured and stay injured. Their tight end who had a breakout performance last week versus the Philadelphia Eagles, he's out four to six weeks in this game. Alvin Kamara doesn't look like he's going to play. And also, yeah, Mark Ingram looks like he's also going to miss this game for the New Orleans Saints. So who is going to move the football? You saw last week what the Indianapolis Colts did, said, hey, we're going to hand the football off behind our big, nasty offensive line with one of the best young running backs in the game. That's not going to be the case for the New Orleans Saints. So Trevor Simeon is going to throw me to victory against the Buffalo Bills. I'm not buying it here. For me, it's the only way to approach this game on Thursday night here on Thanksgiving is to take the Buffalo Bills. Now, the price point here opened up at three at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Now hits at six, so you have to actually win this game by seven or more to cash a ticket. I think they can get that done. Mm. 45 and a half seems like a low total where maybe you get some junk points out of the New Orleans Saints, but I don't even want to tempt fate in that regard. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game, Kevin, so I'll take the Buffalo Bills with the minus six. Happy about the number? Not necessarily at this point, but I do think they win the football game, which again means there's a really good chance that they cover the six points i would be cautious though the saints my favorite against the spread trend team rotate covers each and every week it was why i was so happy they were playing the birds last week because it's just gone flip-flop flip-flop back and forth here coming off of a non-cover and they're also four and one against the spread as a dog this season i think buffalo wins this game i'd be stunned if they did not win this game here. But could this be a little bit more competitive? I think so. Really, though, I love the over in this matchup. 45 and a half. This is another thing. I just start writing in all caps when I look through some of this stuff here. The Saints have played four consecutive overs. Six of their last seven were here in the Superdome. And Buffalo has scored 31 or more points on the road in all but one of their road games. The Bills team total, the straight over, it all jumps off of the page. There is a prop in this game that might be the single biggest piece of value on the entire Thanksgiving slate. We will bring that up and some of the other weekly specials after a quick break right here on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. an all-out blitz because in hour number two the Thanksgiving games are gone. Biggest piece of value. Tony Jones plus 490. Anytime touchdown score. Ingram and Kamara still listed. I don't think either play. Tony Jones is the starting running back. That number will evaporate. DRS will let you know someone you compare that with. It is a great point. I'll just quickly add total points over 137.5 on the Thanksgiving slate. You love that. DeAndre Swift, the most rushing yards, plus 450. Darren Waller, most receiving yards, plus 450. Derek Carr, most passing yards, plus 250. Bills, highest scoring team, 4-1. to one. There are so many good numbers here. DRS, talk to the people. Yeah, a couple good ones here also. Bill Saints game itself, right? So we take a look at Tony Jones at that plus 490 price, which is great. How about Taysom Hill also at a 4-1 to price? So you're getting the two guys that are probably have the best chance to run one in against the Buffalo Bills, both at numbers above 4-1. to Also take a look at the rushing yards here. Typically look to a running back here. Well, the running back is actually the quarterback on the Buffalo Bills, Kevin. How about Josh Allen? Over 30 and a half yards rushing in this game. Sometimes he knocks that out with one carry in the first half. The weekly specials market is fascinating. How about this one? to cheer on it's a tough one to hit because it needs legs of both first half winner and second half winner but this is a nice little payout the bears the bills and the cowboys leading at the half and to win the football game kevin sitting there at a plus 550 price and hopefully the FanDuel sportsbook adds a couple more weekly specials tomorrow and some odds boosts that we can dig into but i think those couple are fascinating here to try to cheer on a little bit of money out a lot of money can come back in a return Cannot wait for this full slate to unfold. So much plus money out there. So many great opportunities. And again, it'll be myself and Donnie on in-game live with that 4 p.m. start time for Cowboys, Raiders. Some are saying that's the biggest game on the slate. Some are saying they called in their best guys. That's what some are saying. We take the break right here on the early line. When we come back, we get the rest of the Week 12 slate. The game of the week is Packers-Rams. Monster implications for the NFC postseason picture. That's how we kick off our number two. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.